Hello listeners and welcome to another action-packed episode of State of the Union, your weekly breakdown of all things Scottish independence. I am your Lady of the Lake, Stephen Payton. The date is Friday the 20th of November. Let's get into it. Kicking things off this week is in fact a bittersweet Christmas gift come early for the Yes Movement. Bittersweet in the sense that while it confirms something independent supporters have been saying for years, at the same time it does mean that there will be trouble ahead for Scotland as long as we remain in the United Kingdom. Of course, this is the news that Boris Johnson told a group of MPs, seemingly in the belief that it would remain private somehow, that devolution was a disaster. Yes, the Prime Minister of the supposedly United Kingdom said that allowing the formation of the Scottish Parliament was in fact Tony Blair's biggest mistake. Personally, I hope this little slip of the mask follows the Scottish Tories all the way to the Holyrood election next year. It's going to be extremely difficult for them to claim to stand up for Scotland when their own boss down south thinks their very existence is an error on the part of a previous Labour administration. More than that, however, it reaffirms what we all knew to be the case already. Namely, that the Westminster government views the devolved democratic parliaments of the UK with total disdain. Obviously, this is not a surprise. If you've been paying attention, and I'm sure you have, you already know that the internal markets bill that the Tories are pushing is deeply undemocratic, given that it will allow the Westminster government to override decisions made on issues such as food standards across the whole UK. And the thing is that people in Scotland can see it. According to a panel-based poll, over three quarters of Scots think that Johnson and the rest of his pals at Westminster will reduce the powers of the Scottish Parliament or try to abolish it completely within the next 10 years. Even among former no voters, 59% that this is the most likely outcome. It probably doesn't help that Tony Abbott, a misogynistic, homophobic, climate change denier who also happens to be a UK trade advisor, said that the Tories shouldn't be too concerned about lowering food standards. In fact, he went as far as saying that some governments were in fact too concerned when it came to both food standards and labour standards as well. So when it comes to protecting Scotland's workers from exploitative workplace practices or the quality of the food that we eat, we probably can't count on Westminster. In fact, I think it's safe to say that the Tories may be preparing to drag us all down in a race to the bottom with their undemocratic bill. Naturally, after being caught out for telling the truth for once, Boris Johnson tried to brush off his latest attack on devolution as actually having been an attack on the track record of the governments that Scots have elected which is quite a statement given the chronic incompetence that seemingly plagues the halls of Westminster. In response, the leader of the Labour Party, Keir Starmer, claimed that the single biggest threat to the future of the United Kingdom is the Prime Minister every time he opens his mouth. Which is only partly true. Boris Johnson is just a symptom of all that's wrong with the UK, and if it wasn't him, it would certainly be someone else. Scottish Labour also found itself in the headlines this week, after infighting broke out over the party's stance on NDRF2. <sighs> infighting in Scottish Labour. Who could have seen that coming? Anna Sarwar, who is now the party's spokesperson for the Constitution, or, if we're being honest, spokesperson for arguing against independence, said it should be up to the people of Scotland to decide 
if we want to hold another referendum. Of course, with it being Sarwar, the caveat was that we have the right to choose as long as we do so at some point in the distant future. So, not really saying we have the right to choose at all. In fact, he's not prepared for the party to back a second referendum until after 2026, meaning another whole parliamentary term where a pro-independence majority is elected, but is expected to sit on its hands. The Scottish Labour stushy came from the fact, however, that Sarwar appears to have just decided this himself. Neil Findlay, a Scottish Labour MSP on the left of the party, tweeted, When did this become policy? Where was the debate? This is just making stuff up on the hoof. Another Scottish Labour member tweeted, No thought to voters who left the Labour Party because of kamikaze unionism, or those current Labour Party voters who support Scotland's right to self-determine. At what point is it recognised this is a failed strategy? And speaking of failed strategies, this week took us one step closer to the launch of Downing Street's brand new union unit, not to be confused with the old union unit, which was also an abject failure. This is the new initiative that will allegedly make the case for the union, and I, for one, can't wait to see what they come up with. Speaking to the Financial Times, government insiders confirmed that a group of Tory MPs from across the UK will be reporting into Number 10 to build strategies to reverse the huge increase in support for independence, though presumably kicking Boris Johnson out the door would not be one of them. One senior Scottish Tory MP allegedly told the paper that we have to make sure the union is at the heart of everything we do. Every policy needs to have a union jack emblazoned on it. Because British nationalism has done so much to stop the independence movement already. If this new union unit is anything like everything else Boris Johnson touches, I suspect we'll be well on our way to independence by Christmas next year. But that does bring us to the end of this week's show. With all that said, where does that leave the State of the Union? In the words of, surprisingly, Gordon Brown, ready to follow the British Empire into the history books as an anachronism whose time has passed. Though to be clear, he did say this is the future the UK faces if it doesn't change course. But we all know it's not going to, so... See you next Friday.